Two Guys on the Bubble, episode 16, Shane Ogburn with Tony Pryor. Here we're going to start out with some waiver wire uh, talk and who we think you should pick up if they're available in your league. Some guys to target. Tony, who are you targeting on the waiver wire? Well, uh, let's start off with the running back position. There's quite a few guys that I would target, um, especially when it gets this late in the season. I kind of think somebody's going to get hurt. So it's bet I like to stockpile backup running backs at this point. So I have a pretty big list. Everybody's going to go out and try to get the Rob Kelly and the Precise and the Starks because those are the next guys up. But I'd also look a little bit a little bit farther down on the waiver wire, some guys that are honestly less than 20% owned in some leagues, like a Damian Williams who got the goal line carries in Miami. Uh, Kenneth Dixon, he just came back. He's starting to get there. and Kenneth Dixon's owned in quite a few. Uh, Wendell Smallwood's owned in quite a few. But he, they didn't give the ball much to Sproles last week. And it, it was actually Small, Smallwood doing the damage. And then uh, we don't know how the whole Chicago backfield is with the Langford and Kadeem Carey with Jordan Howard having the leg injury. And then you got like Dwayne Harris and... Uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, there's a couple running backs, kind of stash guys, that if they're still available in your league, I would grab. Um, one of those guys being a guy who has four touchdowns in his last five games, that's Mike Gillisley. He's only owned in 27% of leagues. Uh, he's the backup in Buffalo, but he's the main backup, and he has been getting some, some of the goal line carries. Um, he had, he's not a PPR guy, but... He's a good running back to own, especially if LaShawn McCoy goes down because he's a guy that, that's shown he can produce. I mean, you know, he's had 85-yard games, 61-yard games on minimal carries. He, he hasn't had more than 12 carries in a game yet. So I think he's a guy you should stash if you have a roster spot that's just kind of sitting there or, you know, an extra position player that you're never going to use. You, you can have too many wide receivers on your roster. I agree with you completely. I, I liked Mike Gillisley coming out of college, coming out of Texas A&M. I thought he was a stud. I thought eventually he would be a starting running back for some NFL team. And he just hasn't really gotten a, gotten many opportunities. Um, but I agree with you, especially with LaShawn McCoy uh, getting banged up. He's already been somewhat banged up a couple times this year. He's managed to play through it for the most part. But I completely agree with you. On that, on that case, and, and that's kind of why I mentioned like the Dwayne Harris uh, of San Francisco, just because Carlos Hyde always gets hurt. We saw what Harris can do when he gets the, the shoulders to load for that team. And also, I, I, I just brought up Damian Williams for Miami. Jay Ajayi is already getting banged up because he, they're run, he had two games over 200 yards. He's just running, 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 running. That's all Miami's doing right now. So I would expect... I mean, when you get that many carries, you're going to get banged up eventually. And Damian Williams is next up on the list with Foster being gone for the year. He's he's really the only thing left. Yeah, when you get this late in the season, um, running backs are at a premium all year. But this is the time when, you know, especially if you're in the playoff mix, this, one of these stashes can really make or break your year. Because if you go into the playoffs – without uh, RB2 because yours goes down and you don't have a viable backup and then you're scrounging because other people are making these moves, it can cost you your season. Um, there's a couple other guys. Peyton Barber is the primary backup behind Doug Martin, who's 
basically been injured the last two years. And even though Doug Martin came back last year, he still got 12 carries. The, the only problem I have with Peyton Barber is Jacquez Rogers should be coming back here here in the next couple of weeks as well. And I, I don't know who they're going to have shoulder the load when, when Jacquez Rogers comes back. And that's another guy to target. It's never too early to get a guy coming back. Um, you know, there's been some talk of possibly Adrian Peterson coming back at the very end of the year. Now, you probably won't be able to play him in the last game or two in your playoffs, but why not have him on your bench? I mean, go get him. If, if, if your league doesn't have an IR spot, he's probably available right now. Go go grab him. A guy like him or, you know, Thomas Rawls is only owned in half of the Yahoo leagues. Who's to say he doesn't win that starting job back in a week or two? It's kind of one of my biggest pet peeves in fa- of what people do in fantasy football. They... During the draft, they always talk about drafting handcuffs. So many people go out and draft these handcuffs. Well, most of the time, barring like an an absolute gruesome injury, most of the time those handcuffs don't even touch the like. Nobody gets hurt for usually the first six weeks, and then by that team time, everybody's releasing their handcuffs yep. that they had because they had to pick stuff up. Your the optimal thing to do is to start picking up these handcuffs halfway into the season because that's when people are start going to start going down. Yeah, and I, there are some running backs you get their handcuff regardless, like a Doug Martin, uh, Adrian Peterson even a lot of times, Jamal Charles. A lot of people grab those handcuffs early. That's smart. Um, but if you're grabbing a handcuff, let's say you drafted uh, Todd Gurley and you drafted Benny Cunningham just because – that's going to be the first guy you release when you need a position player. Benny Cunningham line. got both of the goal line carries this past week. I don't know what they were doing, but... And he's only owned in 2% of the league. Who's to say he doesn't get a... You know, if Gurley goes down, or he hasn't been effective anyways. No. I don't see them benching Gurley, but I could see Cunningham sneaking in some extra playing time. And he's probably not startable unless Gurley gets hurt, but... If you have that extra roster spot, in the playoffs, you don't need a, as big of a roster. You're going to go with your guys. Get some what-ifs just in case. Have those uh, guys coming back from injury or a replacement for an injury already on your roster in case that's there because once the playoffs come, it's it's, it's almost too late to make those moves. Uh, the teams that have already made those moves are usually the ones that are going to advance first. At this point, you've got to be a week ahead on all injuries, all backups that are going to get the starting job you definitely have to be a week ahead once once it gets this late in the season and there's a couple guys i think you can be a week ahead by doing right now putting in a waiver claim for sammy watkins who's only owned in 38 percent of the league he's tar- he's targeting a comeback in the next week or two and i i the only thing i i would say is he's going to be 75 percent owned as soon as this waiver wire clears right so if you're one of the teams i don't know how your everybody's waiver wire can work a little different this is the week to get him because after this week, it's going to be almost nearly impossible to get him. Another guy is Pierre Garcon. With Deshaun Jackson going down, Pierre Garcon's only owned in 15% of the leagues, and he had 10 targets in week 10. And what people don't realize is he's been pretty consistent for the past six, seven weeks. Yeah, uh, he's I mean, averaging he's... even before, if you take out this last game when Deshaun Jackson got hurt, he was still averaging eight targets. That's not bad considering he was a number two guy. That's a, that is wide receiver two numbers in fantasy, and not just on a team. That's, that's so now big. he's going to start stealing some of Deshaun Jackson's, and I expect that number to be between ten and thirteen. If he's getting ten and thirteen, that means he's going to be an eight catch guy. And if he's catching eight balls, that should be eighty to hundred yards a week, even in a standard league. That's startable. So 
Go grab Pierre Garcon. And then there's a couple others, obviously, with uh, the news of Alshon Jeffrey getting suspended for four games. Uh, everybody's going to be on the Meredith and maybe even the Eddie Royal train because, I mean, Eddie Royal's been back, what, I think two weeks now? or mm-hmm. So a lot of people are going to be fighting over those guys. But, I mean, I have a couple others that where you don't have to spend one of your top waiver priorities on. And that's... I mean, Steve Smith's taken in a, in a lot of leagues, but be ahead of the Corey Coleman. He just came back from injuries. A lot of people are saying, oh, this and that, that he's like, he's releasable. I'm on the exact opposite. He just came back. He's still getting back in the groove. Right before he went down, he scored three touchdowns in one game. Yeah, we talked about Corey Coleman last week. The only thing hurting Corey Coleman is Cody Kessler. I, I agree, but they got to throw it to somebody. I And I picked him up last week. I, I'm stashing him. If he has a good game, he might be someone you can start in your flex position or your wide receiver three. What do you feel about Tyree Kill after his ten receptions last week? I think it's a – I want to say it's a fluke. I don't see that happening again. But I do see – I do think he's more valuable than Jeremy Macklin. I'm, I dropped Jeremy Macklin. I've seen Jeremy Macklin in some of my other leagues on the free agent list on the waiver wire. I think Tyree Kill is the only wide receiver on that roster that I would consider starting. But – I, he's he, and he's even behind Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I, I just feel like he works out pretty well with Alex Smith. Alex Smith not being able to throw it very far downfield. Tyreek Hill is so fast and so quick that they can just do those wide receiver screen, screens. That's why he had ten receptions. It he's like the Tavon Austin of L.A. right now. Yeah, they in the perfect fantasy situation. Alex Smith has been kind of in and out with injuries. The last two weeks. If Nick Foles could just take that job, I think Tyreek Hill becomes a, a must-start asset right away. But you can't really assume that's going to happen. I mean, he's one concussion away from probably having the job if Alex Smith gets another concussion. But Another wide receiver I have on my list that uh, I, I saw that he was available in like 50% of the leagues, and that's Devin Funches. I know he hasn't done much so far this year. But if you watch the games closely, the past couple weeks, the past few weeks, he's been targeted a lot more. I feel that... He gets the end zone targets. He does, and I feel like Cam Newton... Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin have been off all season. And I think Cam Newton's finally getting tired of them not being on the same page, and he's starting to look elsewhere. Well, and it seems like Funches is Greg Olson will always be his number one target. Well, of course. But if Funches can become the number two instead of the number three... Uh, he might be startable. The guy that I would say is a little bit more startable than that is taking about the same amount of number of leagues. 58% available is Kenny Britt. And one reason I say that is because Jared Goff's coming in. He's probably going to be a better quarterback than Case Keenum. He has a lot stronger arms, so he might be able to get the ball to Britt downfield. But even Case Keenum was getting him the ball. Uh, I think he's kind of been just overlooked because... He had 80 yards in like four straight games. His last four games, he's averaging... Five catches, eighty yards, and a touchdown, almost. Yeah, I, I completely. That's wide agree receiver with you. one numbers. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I've been on the. I was on the Brit bandwagon two weeks ago. I, I thought he should have been picked up. Um, the only uh, other one I really have is I have Marquise Lee. Um, I, I we touched on it last week. I I think that he's destined for big things. They they have a lot of faith in him. They wanted him to be this guy when they drafted him as high as they did. And he's kind of shown it the past few weeks, and people are still sleeping on him. Yeah, I, I don't mind him. 
he's a guy, he's a more more of a stash guy for me than a play guy. Um, the only guys I could see me picking up and starting out of everybody we've named is probably Steve Smith, Kenny Britt, and Pierre Garcon, and all three are wide receivers. Or Meredith, possibly Meredith. Um, I just don't love that Bears offense. And the touchdown he caught last week was a fluke. Yeah. It was a the Hail Mary. It was a Hail Mary in the end zone. It got tipped and dropped and then he picked it up two inches from the ground. I don't know. I I would say he's probably on the very verge of being a wide receiver three or four. Yeah, and if you're gonna uh just pick up and stash I might would go ahead and stash Tyler Boyd also. He seems like he's coming around. Did a we mention Rawls? Uh I did not mention Rawls. He's only taken in 50% of leagues, and uh, he could very – I think we might have talked about him, actually. He, he we, could come in and start. So it's going to be him and ProSize, and I think it'll be a 50-50 split until someone wins the job. Yeah, with Christine Michael being released tonight today, um, obviously they're saying that Thomas Rawls is coming back sooner rather than later. Um He's targeting to be back this week. Yeah, I know they're saying he should be back this week, barring any setbacks. So, I I know ProSize looked pretty good this past week, but I think it's Rawls' job as soon as he comes back. He might They might split 50-50 week one. but I think they're going to play the hot hand until someone wins the job because Rawls was not looking that great before he left. ProSize looked pretty good. He's looked pretty good he the last couple catch, weeks. He can catch very well. Right, and I could see him maybe being the change of pace back, though. And then them using Rawls in early downs just to – they don't really want to, you know, overuse either of them because they can't afford an injury now that they dropped Christine Michael. But today's been a pretty interesting day. Uh, it was a great week. Week 10 was an awesome week of NFL. And then we finally got uh, Romo to come out and speak about the situation and 100% class. Yeah, he, You're a Cowboys fan, too. I am a Cowboys fan, and I'm a huge Romo fan. I always have been. Um, up until just a couple weeks ago, I was still saying they should start Romo. Uh, I understand you got you got to ride the hot hand, and you can't, when, a, when your team's winning, you can't ruin that chemistry. And I, I think they would have the same record if Romo was their starting quarterback. Hell, they might be... Undefeated with Romo. Yeah, except first week was a winnable game. It, it was definitely winnable. And I do think Romo is a better quarterback than what Dak Prescott is right now. But I do think Dak Prescott, he helps out that team's running just because you have to somewhat respect the naked bootleg. And that that help that helps you out. It just makes that, out, that weak side linebacker just freeze for a split second. And that, that gives you... Five, six-yard carries instead of three and four. I'm in the minority. I already know this. I argue about it on social media all the time. I would like to see Romo get his job back. I understand why he's not going to get it immediately. And I understand what Dak brings that Romo doesn't have. And that's he's better at moving the pocket. He's He doesn't take the risks, so he's a better game manager. So, yeah, I mean, they win a lot of close games. But to me, Romo, he's going to take some chances. He's going to miss some of them. He's going to throw more picks, but he's also going to put more points on the board. He's going to put you more yards and more points. So I agree. I think they'd probably be 8-1, and 7-2 and two with Romo, still leading the division. But I think the closer you get to the playoff time, 
Do you really want a rookie back there? I, I, I like I said, I completely agree with you, and um, it, it's hard for me to say that I think Dak is the guy that should be starting. If he is the quarterback of the future, you have to keep riding him out. Um, you have to keep put putting him out there. You have Romo as your backup right now, and if anything were to happen, you know Romo will be ready. What the highlight of his press conference to me was he said, I, I feel like this is the best Cowboys team I've been on. You know, the best team around the quarterback, basically. So he's thinking, man, you know, I've been through all the shit. And then Dak gets here, I'm hurt, and he gets to play with Zeke, you know, in a, for the most part, healthy Dez. And Witten's playing great football. Their offensive line's playing just like they did when they had DeMarco Murray. But now the, de- the defense is more healthy. They've had some defensive back issues as far as health, but the core has been healthy. And Romo's never had that. Romo's always been on either... Horrible offensive line, or a horrible, horrible offensive defense. line, or horrible defense. He can't. He's never had the both together. And the I, only thing Dak is, has had that benefit. I completely agree with you. The only thing I can say is that because Dak doesn't force the ball in there, yes, I I agree with you. Romo can win them games more than what Dak Prescott can do. Des would be a but, top three receiver, with but Romo, Romo cannot could also lose them games not because of his talent. But just because he has a tendency to force balls in occasionally, and Cowboys' defense is still weak. They still don't have a good defense. And Dak Prescott, as a game manager and not taking chances, is keeping their defense off the field and keeping the time of possession and the field possession. No, I understand. But when DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing, the Cowboys ran the ball more than any other team in the league. Their defense couldn't stop anybody, but they were trying to keep their defense off the field. That's exactly what they'd be doing right now. And when you have a running game like that, it allows you to get one-on-one coverage. And he might make a couple more mistakes, but it's not he's still not going to be throwing the ball 40 times a game. He's still going to be only throwing the ball 25 times a game. And, you know, he might even average a pick every two games, which is worse than Dak's doing right now, but that's not going to cost you a win or a loss when – you have that running game and that defense. It's going to put up more points in the long run. It will. I mean, yes, it has the capabilities of putting up more points, but it also has the capabilities of giving the other team the ball on your own 30-yard line. And I'm not saying it happens very often, but just doing that once in a game costs you the game sometimes. Turn the ball over in your own side of the field can cost you ball Absolutely games. can. But what I'm saying is the way Dak's playing, he's playing it careful. They've played in a ton of close games this year. I think Romo, the margin, their margin of victories would have been larger. So if he makes that one error, the worst case scenario is they're playing a close game like Dak is. And then all they're going to do is run the ball. Because Zeke's still going to get 100 yards a game with Romo or with Dak. Yes, he will. And, and obviously, like with their offensive line, there's no slowing Zeke down. But and and I completely agree with you. All of, like, like I said, I'm I'm a huge Romo fan. All these Romo haters have been bashing me for years and years because I am huge on Romo. I I still think he should be a Hall of Fame quarterback. His numbers speak for themselves. He he is a great quarterback. I'm just saying at this instance, with the Cowboys having the record that they have, you cannot take Dak out. 
and put Romo in. Well, I understand why they're not going to do that. I'm just saying as we get closer to playoff time, do we see the Brock Osweiler-Peyton Manning situation happen again? Did it work out for the Broncos? Hell yeah, it did. I don't think Brock Osweiler beats the uh, the Patriots and then wins the Super Bowl either against a, a much better Carolina team. Well, I'm not a huge Osweiler fan. I think he's absolute garbage, so I don't but in consider the playoffs, this I just the same think, situation. Well, in the playoffs, take out Russell Wilson. I think anybody else, you'd rather just have a vet in there, especially when you have a running back like that. Now, if you don't have the running back, then a mistake is more costly because you're chunking the ball 30, 40, 50 times a game. But when you when you have that running back, I'd rather I trust Tony Romo to throw 25 times a game more than I trust Dak Prescott. And I Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. It's just in those situations against the NFC's best teams playing for their life, give me the vet every time. If if they're losing in a game, yes, I would rather have Romo as my quarterback. Every time. So you're going to bring in Romo as a closer in no, the playoffs? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you're acting like these, these games, like, don't matter compared to the playoffs. He's, he's it's still, totally different. He's still a, it is a little bit different. It's but totally different. He's a rookie quarterback playing on the Dallas Cowboys. When you are a quarterback playing for the Dallas Cowboys, every game is treated like a playoff game. Everybody wants to beat the Cowboys, and everybody has all their eyes on the Cowboys quarterback. It's, it's how the Cowboys have always been. But in the playoffs, what I'm not talking about uh, the perception. I'm talking about the actual game. Teams play better in the playoffs, generally, unless you're the Texans playing the Chiefs, then, then that matchup would be difficulty-wise in the regular season. Every, everybody okay, plays better, has, especially but, when you're playing but, against teams with veteran Romo quarterbacks. But has Romo produced in the playoffs? No. No, he's got a two and four record. But he's played on some bad teams in the playoffs. He 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 played on Dallas Cowboy teams that had no business being in the playoffs. The only reason they were there was because of him. Look, you're preaching to the choir. I compl- I like I, I can't say it enough. I agree with you. I do like Romo, but just in this instance, you cannot start him. Let's say somehow the Packers end up in the playoffs. And that's the Cowboys' first matchup. Packers win their wild card game, and they play the Aaron Rodgers plays Dak Prescott. Who do you think is going to be favored in that game, even though the Cowboys are at home? Probably the Packers. Yes. Now, if Romo's in the game... Packers. I think the Cowboys have a better chance of winning the game with Romo against Rodgers than they do Dak against Rodgers. Why? Because when Dak's... It's a passing league now. You can still run the ball and be good. But when it comes to playoff time, you've got to pass the ball. Peyton Manning had a dead arm. Seahawks. Seahawks passed the ball. Broncos. The in in the playoffs, I'm Peyton talking, Manning actually did throw the ball. Those are teams, they were pretty passive. Those are teams that have and running the Cowboys games, don't have that defense though. But they have run, but they can run the ball and control the clock and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. But you still have to be able to throw the ball in the NFL in the playoffs. That can throw the ball. You're acting like he's Tim Tebow behind their offensive line. He can throw. No, he can throw. He's very, he's about an average quarterback. Rankings and everything. He, I mean, he throws for about 250 yards a game. Uh, now, he made a great pass to Dez. It was a beautiful pass. But he doesn't have the arm that Tony Romo has. I'm sorry. I feel like all, 
every single game he makes good throws. It's just he's doing what his team needs. Maybe Romo was putting up those numbers because we needed him to put up 350 yards and three touchdowns. Romo's a gunslinger. We have Zeke running the ball. We're keeping their deep offense off the field. We don't have to score as much. We, we're we okay with running it for three yards, running it for four yards. Now you got third and short. You throw a little out route to Beasley, that's a first down. You do it again. You do it again. And all of a sudden, you have a 14-play drive. You score a touchdown, and their offense has just been sitting. Maybe I'll just put it like this. I think with Romo in, you're going to kick a couple less field goals and score a couple more touchdowns. And maybe give up more touchdowns. Maybe one, but that's still a point extra in your favor. That can come down to the end of the game. I mean, either way, like it doesn't matter what, what you're really saying because they're 8-1 and one right. with Prescott. Yes, they are. They're, but they're 8-1 and one because of Zeke. And all I'm saying and is... And because when, of Prescott. But when it comes playoff time, I just think that you'd be better off with Romo. But you don't, I mean, that that's strictly opinion-based because... Absolutely all, it is. All you can say, all you can look at is Other than stats. Russell Wilson, give me a quarterback that's done well in the playoffs. Other than Russell Wilson. A rookie in the playoffs? Yep. Oh, I don't know. It hasn't happened. It's it's like defying... Roethlisberger. In, it's like defying... Roethlisberger. What are you doing as rookie year in the playoffs? Didn't they win the Super Bowl? No. Did they did it? not win the Super Bowl as a rookie. Hmm. Win the Super Bowl, like... Year five against the Cardinals. Okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> I'm just. I, I was. I was. Just it's like to, defying NFL law. I was just trying to putting come up a rookie with in the playoffs the, when you just, have a vet who was injured. I was just trying to think of somebody off the top of my head since you wanted to put me on the spot there. It's just, and the whole reason I put you on the spot is because there's not one. There's, it just doesn't happen. I bet in the last thirty years there's been. A hand, maybe five guys win a playoff game as a rookie. You can look it up. <laughs> but anyways, well, I mean, either, I mean, we're 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 gonna nail this into the ground because it doesn't seem like either one of us are gonna give on this. I, like I said, but I don't feel like we're arguing that much because I do agree with you. I go back and forth. I well, don't know who should start. Yeah, we agree. But I think you have to start Prescott. I think you have to start Prescott for the next few games. But the first time he struggles, do you yank him? I mean, I kind of feel that way. Why not? I mean, if you lose to a inferior team, like, I don't even know who they have coming up. In their, let's say you lose to the Eagles. I mean, what did they lose this week against the Ravens? Yeah, I could see it happening, but I, I, I mean, I think you still Jerry roll, Jones is going to have to take the bullet. I think you, yeah, you, I think you still roll out Prescott and and leave it to on Jerry Jones's shoulder. I I think if you lose a, an ugly game to the Ravens, if you know if you only put up ten points and you just don't look that good, I think it's an easy way. Get, and and you know if Romo comes back in and he doesn't look good, if he looks like he did last year. Before he got hurt, when he threw like seven picks in three games, take him right back out. But I think Romo's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to be a good quarterback if you get him in there. And he has something that Dak doesn't, and that's experience. Yeah, I mean, obviously Prescott has no experience. But 
these games still matter, and he's still going out there and succeeding and winning games. And as Romo said in his press conference when he basically admitted that he would take the the backup seat, he said he, he, there's something special going on with the team right now. And that, yeah, and that thing that, is Zeke. It might be chemistry. It's Zeke. It, it might be a lot of things. But why throw a monkey wrench in there? Why why mess with something that's working? No, I understand why they don't. I'm I'm like I said, I'm more worried about the playoffs. That's why I'm, I make okay Romo's back now as the backup. I make that leash as short as possible, and I try to find a reason to get Romo in just to see what he's got before it gets too late. Maybe uh, give Romo a one game. Say Romo, you better look good, and if it, if you don't, Dak's back in there. I mean, the worst case scenario, do you, if Dak gets his feelings hurt and sucks, he's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sat back there forever. But, well, I mean, that was a different situ- a little bit different situation because they they had Brett Favre, so they, they were just rolling with him until he decided to retire. This is saying, okay, Dak, I, we know you're doing awesome. We know we're 8-1, and one, but... No, and I Sorry, don't. No, I don't mean that. Back to the bench. Right, right now, yes, that could be a huge confidence boost or blow. But if he, let's say, he stinks up the joint in one of these next two, three games, and you roll out Romo and say, "Look, Dak, you know you played great. You got us here. We're going to see what Romo's got because he was our guy to start the year. We drafted you. What round did they draft him? Third round? Prescott? Yeah. Fourth. Fourth round. No, maybe it was third. Either way, he he's a, he's probably a couple years early. At least one year early. You, you saw what he's got. You know he's your guy of the future, and he knows that. I mean, I mean, he but played, if he can't handle... He played against he played in the SEC. He, he's had tough games his entire career. His, all, all playing football. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's... I don't think the playoffs are going to be that... Like, he's going to be that awestruck by it. Now, what I could see happening... Okay... They're eight and one, nine and one. No, they're eight and one. We're going into week eleven. Um, so even if they lose a couple games, they're still going to make the playoffs. Now, what I could see happening: say, say they go on a two-game losing skid, then maybe you say, okay, we're going to go back to Romo, try to just see how it goes until the playoffs. But I think they have to lose at least at least two games in a row before. And if not, you just ride Dak into into the playoffs. Yes. Okay. Um, I could. I'm not saying that I think that's what's going to happen. I just, to me, if it was my team, if I was a Cowboys guy, that's kind of what I'd want. I'm I'm a huge proponent on you should never lose your job to an injury, but there's a fine line. Dak, or I'm sorry, Romo won his job in an injury. Brady won his job because of an injury. It just that's the NFL. It happens. But. But there's a difference. Like I, I didn't think Alex Smith should have lost his job when he got injured. It was a different situation. They were both young. They were, they were both playing very well. Now, in situations like this, Romo's been hurt two of the past, both of the past years, two years. I'm not saying his skills are diminishing, but he is diminishing. His body's diminishing. So it is. T- Eventually, you got to find your quarterback of the future. Do you want to risk, like, 
giving you've a got, huge blow no, to you've Dak Prescott. You've got your quarterback of the future. Exactly. It's so, not like he's on a one-year deal. So if he's your quarterback of the future, why even risk slapping him in the face, huge confidence blow, and then all of a sudden now you're left with because you want to win it this year. And, and he is winning. That's I mean he's winning so. He's doing everything he can. Maybe it's just I don't see them winning a Super Bowl this year with Dak. I see them being a good team for the next five years or so. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. I I, I don't think. I don't know. The I, end. I don't see Romo making that big of a change where I can say, well, they're not a Super Bowl team with Prescott, but they are with Romo. I can't. See, I don't see that okay. change. I do. I also see it. I see this kind of forming into. Cutler's on his way out. Chicago. Where did Romo play college? He went to Eastern Illinois. Um, so it is very close to Chicago. Uh, I could see Romo going to Chicago next year. And I think minus the quarterback, that team's not that bad. It's, they're not horrible. now, And they're, the division's not that good. But if Romo goes to the Bears, I'm going to be tuning into some Bears games next year. Yeah, I mean, Romo could do very well with Alshon Jeffrey and Kevin White if he can play next year. And I mean, you've got a couple good running backs. You got a couple good running backs. Zach Miller's a good tight end. Um, yeah, I could definitely see him going to Chicago and Chicago being a good it just, team. It kind of seems like that's it's all boiling to the top, and that's where it's going to fall over. And I might be way off, but and, and the Bears could just no, try to go I, young. I definitely see that. I definitely see that happening. And they're going to get a good draft pick too, so they could draft a quarterback round one to replace him because Romo's only got a couple but, of years. But, but there, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that Romo could go to, and those teams would be 100 percent happy to have him. I mean, so if the Cowboys said, "Hey, Denver, we'll give you a fir- we'll give you Romo if you give us a first round pick." Denver does that 100%. They think they have a Super Bowl team, except for Trevor Simeon. I don't know, though, because Elway, to me, values the quarterback, for some reason, at a lesser role. He didn't want to pay Osweiler. Maybe it was just because he saw what... We all saw Osweiler was horrible. Well, a lot of the mainstream media killed him for not just paying up for a franchise quarterback, which they thought Osweiler was. Well, no, the mainstream media thought he was. But a first-round pick for an old, injury-prone... Romo, I don't see happening. You don't think Romo going to the Broncos makes them a Super Bowl caliber team? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think you get a first round pick in return. If I'd give up a first round pick for a Super Bowl, but I think there are some teams that would love him. The Chiefs, if they move on from Alex Smith after this year, they're a playoff contender with him. But with Romo, I feel like all I'm saying, with Romo's history in the Cowboys, they are going to give him the option of. Kind of, kind of like, where do you want to go? I mean, I can see him going to Chicago because it's close to home, but I don't. I also don't see them just pigeonholing him and putting him on a losing team. I don't see them trading him to a horrible team. If Romo doesn't think he can win with Chicago, but the Broncos are on the board, I could see the Cowboys saying, "All right, we'll trade you to the Broncos." So the teams, um, as I look at it, that. Would be possibility. Chiefs, Broncos, Bears, Jets. Well, I mean, well, I mean, they've taken a flyer on an old quarterback before. Yes, they have. The old gunslinger. Well, what about Bryce Petty since he's starting right now? 
I mean, he. We don't know what the whole deal with Fitzpatrick. There's enough and time. Biden. There's a. So Fitzpatrick is obviously not favored there. There's enough time left in the season if they just let Petty write it out that they're going to figure out whether they like him or not. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be a no. And if it is, I think he will probably be the backup to whoever they bring in. Could be Romo. Um, Didn't weren't they the ones who drafted Hackenberg? Yes. So I mean, they have Hackenberg as their as their next man, but. So I mean, yeah, he could learn under Romo. That's why. That's but honestly if why Holmes I think gets that's, canned, that's honestly who knows why, what? That's honestly why I think Denver is such a great fit for him is because Cowboys wanted Paxton Lynch so bad because they thought he was an exact replica of Tony Romo. They thought he could learn off Tony Romo and basically just take over and run the exact same offense, be the exact same person, do all this stuff because that's what Paxton Lynch looks like. He, he basically looks like a young Tony Romo. So Broncos. Trade for Romo. Let Paxton sit, limp, sit for two years under Tony Romo. Just what the Cowboys wanted to do. That's why the Cowboys tried to trade back in the first round. That's the only team that I see looking for quarterbacks this offseason. Um, so that would be Romo's pickings. Let's uh, let's get off to Romo. We, we've hashed that long enough. So what do you think Jared Goff's going to do in his first NFL start? I don't know. I think a lot of what they do is going to rely on the run game, which they have yet to get going. I also think part of it is they need a quarterback to get their run game going. So I think they need to just cut him loose and let him throw the ball. Um, they need to get the ball to Tavon Austin and Kenny Britt, and then I think that will open things up for Gurley. But if I, you can't I, get the ball to those two guys, uh, Gurley's going to continue to struggle. Yeah, I think golf will do a lot better – job of getting the ball to Britt and Austin than what Case Keenum was doing. Case Keenum continued to stay in the pocket and continued to get the balls batted down inside the pocket. It was horrible to watch. Jared Goff is at least has the NFL size of a quarterback and he's got the NFL arm. So maybe they can get Britt deep. Uh, they can still get Tavon Austin on the quick out routes. I'm really interested to see what Jared Goff does. I don't know how much he really helps Gurley because it doesn't seem like Gurley is run, running very hard. I mean, honestly, it looks like he does, isn't even trying when I watch the games. He's, I feel like he's already getting tired of being beat up. But I wish Goff the best. I, I mean, I, I I liked him in college. I didn't think he deserved to be drafted where he was. But, any, I mean, the Rams are still in it. Somehow the Rams still have a chance to make yeah, the playoffs. Because the Cardinals have been struggling like they have, that division is yet to be taken control of. Now you've got the Seahawks, who are obviously the cream of the crop, but you know, second place in that division has a chance to get a wild card spot. The NFC is not super strong right now, so if you're second place in any division, you're gonna be fighting for the playoff spot, and that includes the NFC East. And even the Saints and the Bucks in the NFC South, now that the Panthers have decided to completely take the season off. And, I mean, the lead they blew in Kansas City is just pretty much sums up their season. They took the ball right out of their hands. My only thing is, is what is it telling the, te- the, the team, talking about L.A., when two weeks ago you said the only way Jared Goff starts is if the season is over, if they don't feel like they can make the playoffs? 
I mean, and now they're starting Jared Goff. So just look realistically. Are they telling you, your whole team? Do you really team? think the fans think that they have a chance to make the playoffs? No, it's it's an out, it's a very outside chance, but they have a chance. Right now, you might as well my, throw Goff in there now because I, I agree with you. But all I'm saying is, they were such idiots two weeks ago for saying that. It's Jeff Fisher. We talked about this last week. Jeff Fisher has continually ran this team into the ground. I mean, they they had a good core. Um, they just... They should have done this a few weeks ago. I I agree. They should have done it a couple weeks ago, or at least just not said, hey, we'll start them when our season's over. Cause, That's just coach talk. But, but guys, we're going to wrap up this first segment. I'm going to come back with some picks, uh, starts and sits, real quickly on our second segment. But thanks for tuning in. Two guys on the bubble. Thank you.